Welcome to the very first episode of the Cryptid Crypt Podcast. I'm Dano, and thanks for listening. I know there are numerous other shows focusing on cryptids, you know, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, and so on, and I'm adding to that heap. I hope to offer something a little different than the other shows focusing on cryptids, although there will occasionally be some similarities to other podcasts. Uh, The focus of the podcast is to provide you with stories of cryptid encounters from various sources. If you have one you'd like to share with me, please contact me. I'd love to hear about it and possibly include it on the podcast. The Cryptid Crypt podcast will also include cryptids in the news, cryptid sightings, skeptical ideas and responses to cryptid sightings, and animals that are no longer considered cryptids. The podcast will also provide examples of cryptids and detailed information relating to each animal that you may find interesting. As a disclaimer, I am far from being an expert on cryptids but I do have a great interest in cryptozoology. This podcast is directed towards individuals with little or no cryptid knowledge and also those with more cryptid experience. I welcome input from those with more experience with cryptids. If I am wrong about something, please let me know. (music) 
Although the podcast will focus on many types of cryptids, I will spend a large portion of each podcast discussing Bigfoot and other related animals. Why dedicate so much time to Bigfoot? Well, I find that Bigfoot is one of the most interesting cryptids and one of the most entertaining. As a disclaimer, I'm not sure I'm 100% sold on the existence of most cryptids. Although I am a bit of a skeptic, I feel that I am an open-minded person and I'm open to the possibility of the existence of some cryptids. My doubts in the existence of most cryptids uh, would be erased with good quality and compelling evidence. Unfortunately, most of the evidence I have seen, which includes pictures and videos on YouTube and the internet, do not convince me and I'm sure most are fakes or misidentifications of other animals. And even though I have my doubts, I do like to hear people's experiences with cryptids. I think most people truly believe that they saw the animal, but don't realize that their mind is an amazing thing, and your mind often over or under analyzes experiences, which may lead to misidentification. Plus, people who are in a panic state often are not rational and may see things that are not there. I do have to admit, though, that there are some stories and evidence that I cannot explain. I'd like to believe in the existence of most cryptids, but I'm not totally convinced. I often say that I want to have an encounter with Bigfoot, but when I really sit down and think about it, do I really want to have an encounter with the animal? Okay, now that the housekeeping is done, let's get started with the Cryptid Crypt podcast. What the hell is a cryptid? Many people know of animals or monsters or creatures that are cryptids, but don't realize they are cryptids. And many people also don't know what cryptozoology is. Cryptids are animals that are rumored to exist, or those who are rumored to have existed in the past. The study of such creatures is cryptozoology. Unless you've been living under a rock, most of you have heard of Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster, which are both cryptids. But having said that, there's a lot of belief in Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and other cryptids, but the evidence of their existence is not that significant. Cryptozoologists also focus on creatures that have been thought of as extinct, but are no longer extinct or have been rumored to exist in the current era. I would like to add that some cryptids definitely once existed compared to other cryptids with no evidence of them ever existing. For example, animals such as the giant squid, the okapi, which is related to the giraffe, gorillas, and the coelacanth, which is an ancient fish, were once cryptids but have now have been proven to exist. The battle rages on, cryptids versus the mainstream. Unlike other biological sciences, those who study cryptozoology mostly have to rely on anecdotes, testimonials, circumstantial evidence, such as legends, folklore, and the stories of alleged sightings to establish the existence of the cryptid. Cryptozoologists have to devote most of their energy and resources in trying to establish the existence of animals and unlike zoology, rather than studying the actual animals. In most cases, cryptozoology is more like paranormal research than biology or zoology. Cryptozoology is often criticized by other forms of science due to the reliance on anecdotal information and some say not following the scientific method, which is at odds at practitioners of other forms of science. Cryptozoologists assert that many now-known species were once considered to be hoaxes, superstition, delusions, or misidentifications of other animals. For example, Chimps and gorillas were once thought to be cryptids, but were later accepted and proved to be known animals. Many scientists in other disciplines, such as biology and zoology, do believe that there are thousands of unknown animals living on the Earth today that have yet to be discovered. 
for example, many invertebrates. However, many cryptozoologists are not focusing or are not interested in researching and cataloging newly discovered species of insects or other invertebrates. Instead, they focus their research towards larger animals or more elusive creatures that often have defied decades of work aimed at confirming their existence. Most criticism by mainstream science of cryptozoology is the focus of cryptozoology on megafaunal animals such as the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, and the Yeti, which are mostly popular in pop culture but have very little scientific support of their existence. Megafauna animals are defined as large or relatively large animals of a particular region, period, or habitat. Mainstream scientists also often argue that megafaunal cryptids are unlikely to exist undetected in great enough numbers to maintain a significant breeding population and would unlikely be able to survive or reproduce effectively in the reported habitat due to the lack of an effective breeding population, poor climate, and inadequate food supplies. Those in other scientific disciplines also criticize cryptozoology because they have not or rarely have discovered new species or have predicted the finding of a new species. Mainstream scientists note that while other researchers have discovered real animals, cryptozoologists have focused on finding legendary creatures with no success. All right, I just opened the crypt and we're going to dig into the cryptid files. The first cryptid I pulled out of my cryptid files was the Chupacabra. In the future, if you have any ideas or requests relating to any cryptids to present on this podcast, please contact me. The South American Chupacabra. Let's talk about its behaviors and a description of the animal. The Chupacabra, and anglicized it's called the Goat Sucker, is a cryptid that is relatively famous. Early reports of the cryptid were mainly from South America, but over time, reports of sightings of the chupacabra have spread to northern Mexico and Puerto Rico. There have even been reports in Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona. The chupacabra is said to be approximately 5 feet tall, with short gray hair, and the chupacabra may or may not have dark spots. The chupacabra is said to have small ears and big red eyes, and those eyes may or may not glow. The chupacabra is reported to have very large fangs and a mouth with no or very small lips. And the animal is said to have very sharp pointy spikes along its back. The chupacabra is thought to be mostly nocturnal, and the animal is quite athletic. The chupacabra supposedly feeds by drinking the blood of its prey by puncturing the animal's neck with its fangs. Its prey tends to be sheep, goats, chickens, and other related domesticated farm animals. Let's talk a little bit about the sightings of the chupacabra and any evidence that supports its existence. During 1975, villagers from the town of Moca, Puerto Rico, began to notice that there are a large number of domesticated animals being killed in a disturbing way. Something had attacked the animals and killed them by sucking out their blood. Officials in Puerto Rico first blamed the attacks, due to the way the animals were killed, on snakes or birds. However, the first human that was attacked described the attacker as a monster with spikes on its back and possibly feathers. Over the next few weeks, there were sporadic sightings, and eventually there were no more sightings of the animal. In 1991, sporadic attacks were reported to have resumed on domesticated and farm animals with another attack on a human in 1995. After the attack on the human, the locals attributed the killings to the cryptid, the chupacabra. The chupacabra was ultimately blamed for hundreds of animal killings over a span of several years. Veterinarians performing autopsies on the animals that were killed by the chupacabra 
are said to have found hair samples that many believe to belong to the chupacabra, although there is no significant scientific evidence that the chupacabra is a real animal. Sometime later, a Chilean farmer found a skull that Chilean scientists presumed to belong to a chupacabra, but scientists do not know or have been able to determine what animal the skull belonged to. It's time to be a little skeptical. Let's talk about some possible or alternative explanations for the sightings of the chupacabra. One possible explanation for the sightings of the chupacabra is the sensationalism of folklore and myths that are spread in the population throughout Latin America. The sensationalism may have led individuals to misidentify an animal as a chupacabra or to think they saw the cryptid. The killings of the animals could also be attributed to cult activity, delinquents, or as a hoax to fool the population. Another explanation could be animals such as feral dogs, rhesus monkeys, or bats could be another explanation for the killings. Another culprit may be the long-tailed weasel, but the problem is, is that the animal is not native to Puerto Rico. Now it's time to rate the believability of the chupacabra. On a scale of 0 to 10, 10 being the highest probability that it exists, I would give the chupacabra a 0 on a scale of 0 to 10. Come on people, the chupacabra really? Time for Cryptid News. Alright, welcome to Cryptid News. This story is dated from October of 2015. Headline, Idaho truck driver claims he hit and killed a Bigfoot, but sheriff burned the evidence. A truck driver from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, claims that he hit a Bigfoot with his truck and that the creature died of his injuries. The driver stated that he hit the uh, Bigfoot over 20 years ago, but he is just now reporting it. The truck driver reported that he was traveling on the I-90 hauling a load of ethanol when he hit and killed the animal near Mason Creek, Idaho. The driver reported that, quote, it was already getting dark and it was winter. The traffic wasn't too bad, but the peaks and the bottoms were starting to get icy. I was just getting into the national forest and the hills started getting steeper and stronger. And that tank was filled to the top with ethanol, so there was just not room for error, end quote. The driver stated that he was about a half hour into the forest when he spotted the Bigfoot running in front of his truck. The driver reported that he was not able to use the brakes fast enough and that he ended up hitting the creature. He also stated that his truck then rolled over and that he quickly freed himself and climbed out of the driver's side window of the truck. He then ran to safety to a safe distance from the vehicle. After running to safety, the driver reported the smell of the ethanol was strong in the air. The truck driver was not sure who called the authorities but he believed another motorist had already called 911 because he could hear the sirens approaching. The driver then stated, quote, The first to show up was the sheriff, and he and I walked around the other side of the truck, and that is when we first spotted the creature, or what was left of the poor thing, end quote. He said that the body was laid out in a way that there's no doubt that what they were looking at was a Bigfoot. The mutilated torso of the animal, he says, had a cone-shaped head and weird long arms. He then reported, quote, It was missing an arm. The sheriff had no idea what to make of it but we knew that it was a Bigfoot, but no one wanted to admit it. I also noticed that this was the actual sheriff and not a deputy, end quote. The driver was then taken to the sheriff's vehicle, and he overheard the sheriff get on the radio and tell the fire department, hold back until further notice. And if it was no big deal, he took a road flare, lit it, and threw it directly into the leaking tanker truck. The driver says that he was warned by the sheriff to never speak of what they saw that day, never tell anyone of the existence of Bigfoot, as it would be nothing but trouble if I did. The driver said the sheriff threatened that they could make him disappear right now as part of the explosion if they wanted to. The trucker says the sheriff then called the fire department back and asked them to come to the scene, but that when they arrived, the evidence was gone. Quote, for nearly two decades, I have kept my silence. I can only tell you now because times have changed, and people should know that these animals are out there. End quote. 
What do you think? Is that a real story? Do you think there's a government conspiracy to cover up Bigfoot? Well, I don't know if there's a conspiracy, but it sure is fun to talk about. The next news story is from August of 2013. I know this is a little old, but I still find this interesting. Headline, New Carnivore Discovered in America. A new carnivorous species was discovered on the American continent. It's the first new species of mammal found in 35 years. This discovery is really big, really big for scientists, and for those in the cryptozoological community as well. The animal, known as Olonguito, lives in the treetops in Central and South America. The species is especially active in the Andean cloud forest, where they number well into the thousands. Why did the Olenguito escape discovery? Well, they escaped discovery because 1. They're hard to spot through the dense fog that gives the cloud forest its name. 2. The animal's primarily nocturnal. And 3. They are very similar to other mammals. The Olenguito may have been seen but identified as another species over the years. New mammal discoveries are very rare and most new species found are insects and amphibians. The last carnivorous mammal discovered in the western world was in 1978 when the Colombian weasel was found. Does this discovery provide any validation for the field of cryptozoology in the Americas? I'm unsure about that, but it makes it easier to have an open mind about cryptozoology. The discovery of the Olenguito may serve as some sort of proof that there are mammals that manage to avoid detection. Now, if they can only find a Bigfoot and a Loch Ness Monster. I think Bigfoot is blurry, that's the problem. <laughs> not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry, and that's extra scary to me. Because there's a large, out-of-focus monster roaming the countryside. Run, he's fuzzy, get out of here. Gotta go. A creature of many names. Let's talk about Bigfoot. I know a lot of people know about Bigfoot, but I will provide some background information about the animal for those who may not have been introduced to the Bigfoot truth or legend. Please bear with me those of you who are well versed in all that is Bigfoot. I hope to add to your Bigfoot knowledge base. If you have anything to add, please email me. I appreciate the input. Bigfoot or Sasquatch is a well-known cryptid simian or hominid-like ape. Bigfoot is said to be a creature that dwells in the forests of the United States and Canada. There have also been reports of similar type creatures reported worldwide such as the skunk ape, Yaren, Yowie, Mande Barung, and Orang Pindek. A Bigfoot is usually described as being a large, hairy, bipedal humanoid that is up to 9 or 10 feet tall. The term Sasquatch is an anglicized derivative of a Native American word for the animal. For this podcast, I will consider Bigfoot or Sasquatch as an American or Canadian cryptid, and I will consider cryptids from other countries or continents as being separate species from Bigfoot. In North America, there have been reports of Bigfoot sightings from the Pacific Northwest of the United States, Western Canada, Texas, the Northeast part of the United States, and many other areas of North America. The existence of Bigfoot is discounted by most scientists in the fields other than cryptozoology. To them, Bigfoot is considered to be a myth or folklore, hoaxes, or misidentification of other animals. This is due to the lack of any testable, reliable physical evidence that proves the existence of the creature, or any evidence of the large number of Bigfoot necessary to maintain a breeding population. The Anatomy of a Squatch Reports of the creature describe it as a large, hairy, muscular, bipedal, ape-like creature, with the adults ranging from 5.9 to 9.8 feet tall, and with a weight of around 300 pounds up to 1,000 pounds. The creature has been reported to be a number of colors, but most reports identify Sasquatches as being covered in black, dark brown, or dark reddish hair. 
Reports of skin tones range from dark to light. The Bigfoot is thought to have wider shoulders and wider hips than normal. They are wider in proportion to their height as compared to Homo sapiens. Sasquatches are also reported as having a really deep chest. Many of the reports of Bigfoot describe the animal as having wide, large hands with relatively short fingers for their size. There are some reports of female Sasquatches having visible breasts and that they are lower on the chest than on human females. It is thought that their genitalia are inconspicuous. Most reports of Bigfoot sightings describe the Bigfoot as having a neck that is thick and short and that is not easily observable. The face is said to be flat and the head as being very large. The Bigfoot is also reported as having a pronounced brow ridge and a low-set forehead with the skull being higher in the back than in the front. Well, that's it for the first episode of the Cryptid Crypt podcast. Once again, I'm Dano, and thanks for being here. I would like to present stories of people's encounters with cryptids. Please, if you'd like your experience to be shared on the podcast, email me at dannonpodcast at aol.com. It's spelled D-A-N-N-O-N podcast at aol.com. If you do share an experience with me, you may remain as anonymous as you would like. If you are uncomfortable writing your experience, give me the details and I'll write it up for you. Also, if you have the ability to record yourself, I will accept an MP3 or related file of you detailing your experience to be aired on the podcast. I am contemplating expanding the scope of the podcast to include paranormal events not related to cryptids. If you have any ideas, please email me. If you like the podcast, please tell others about it. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email me. Once again, my email is dannonpodcast at aol.com. Please look out for the next episode coming soon.